views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. What a great day it is in paradise. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Well, let me stop for a minute and say I want to thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Um, I want to also say to all of you, yes, I did mention something new about a new way to raise funds for your dream idea or project. And I did call it a new paradigm of crowdfunding. And I did say it was about giving and receiving. Um, what I didn't do was say more to be revealed. Um, I want to just tell everybody, if you do want to find more about this brilliant idea that we actually happen to be one of the first people to be part of. I mean, I talked the other day about how there are no mistakes in the people you meet. And so if you want to know more about that, I did, and Benny will say, she's from New York, so she talks really fast, but you can go to abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. And if you go there, there's going to be information on it, and we're going to be talking more about it. Um, uh, This is the world that I get to live in on a day-to-day basis. It's the world of how can we spread the message of living in a place of, you know, I like to call it optimistic reality. But more importantly, how about the word joy? So today we get to have that conversation. And for those of you out there, I'm going to introduce my guest for today. I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited about this show. I mean, there's so much to talk about. I don't even know where to begin. But let me begin by saying hi to Mr. Benny. Hi, Benny. <laughs> hey, Pat. How's it going? Hey, man. What up? Not a whole lot. The usual. Yeah. Yep. Happy New Elvis Year to you and everybody again. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's the way it works. <laughs> you know, uh, this is really kind of cool. We're getting ready to kick off a new year. And Benny and I have been together. Uh, now I can honestly say we're coming into, right, you know, this is our 11th year. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that, that this is now 11 for us? I have the exact date somewhere of our okay, yeah, maiden yeah, yeah. voyage. No, January, uh, January, is right? It, yeah, I think uh, so. 2004. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something like that. That sounds yep, about yep. right. Yep. And 11 is like my favorite number. It's uh, your birthday, too. Well, <laughs> on 11 it of is. the previous month. It is. Um, and I want to ask you, before we get into this conversation, because we're going to be talking about Leap of Perception with Penny Pierce. But before we do that, what are you, what are you most excited about at this point in time of this year? 
most excited about it? Well, that's obvious. We have playoff game this Saturday, uh, <laughs> and I think the Hawks are going to win another Super Bowl. I'm just saying, that's probably at this point what I'm most excited about. And by the way, did you uh, take a sneak peek about the show we're doing tomorrow? About the Seahawks and why they're going to win? Well, that is a little teaser. What would you call that? That's a little teaser cliffhanger. For those of you that are thinking, oh, I'm too busy to tune into the show tomorrow. Okay, let me just tell you. Yeah, we're going to be talking about why the Seahawks are slated to win. Now, today, my guest is going to talk about how the perception of that is going to cause the win at the Super Bowl. I hope. I like so that. For, the, for those of you out there, I'm so thrilled, you know, to have Penny joining us here today. Well, first of all, we know that, uh, you know, Chris Danis has been in the business of running the Women of Wisdom um, event every year. We're really super excited about it this year. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing video there. There's just so many things we're going to be, you know, talking to people about. But one of the things I love about Penny Pearson, about the work that Penny does, is that here we are in the world, and yet we don't really understand the power we have in the way that we look at the world. Uh, Penny is amazing, respected, gifted, intuitive empath. You're going to hear what that is today. Uh, but, you know, she's kind of like me. You know, we got our feet wet and a little bit of psychology, and a little bit of psychology actually goes a long way. Besides being visionary, besides being like, yep, I'm about a business too, she's one of the early people that came out of the gate and started to say, okay, now this is going to be like earth-shattering. Intuition. 1977 in organizations. Can you imagine 1977 in organization and talk about intuition development movement? I love it, because if if you had anything going on back in 1977, you got to know that there was something out there. So, you know, it is really great to have, you know, Penny joining me here today. She is an author, a lecturer, a counselor, a trainer, you name it. She is all about helping people understand their optimum epic potential in the world. Whether we're going to talk about energy, whether we're going to talk about frequency training, which I actually do want to talk about, dream work, it doesn't matter. You know, Penny is somebody that comes to the table uh, with not just experience in how intuition has shaped her life, but how intuition is now a cornerstone for how to create the world that we live in. And this is what I love. Penny, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Yay. It's so good to be back. Thanks so much. Yay. Intuition. Who knew? I got to ask. You, I got to ask you a question. I, I know you're going to think. Okay, we're going to talk about the books. We're going to talk about frequency. We're going to talk about perception. You know, I thought about you know, as I prepared for the show, and I and I reread some of your books. Actually, I thought about this. What would what would Penny have? What, what would you? What did you have going on? Back in the 70s, that pinpointed you. Now, I, I'm really, I mean, you don't have yeah. to, you, you know, it, I mean, it's not about what were you smoking, but it's kind of like, what did you have going on in your life that gave you the courage to step forward with this? Oh, boy. Well, I don't think it was a, a, an overnight development. I, mm-hmm. in my early 20s, um, I was fairly courageous and left home early and went to New York City and did a whole lot of things, sort of pioneering kinds of things. So I was always sort of in this mindset of exploring. 
And um, as I got to California eventually, I just keep migrating out west, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I realized that, you know, I had always been interested in mysteries and mm. didn't think I had any, you know, psychic or it, it, intuitive wasn't really a word then. <laughs> it was more like you could, have, you could be a psychic or not, you know, and, uh, and I didn't think I was psychic. So, um, but when I got to Mill Valley, California, up in Northern California, they had classes, get this, in clairvoyance development. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds so fascinating, because I was a graphic designer. I was very visual. So I took those classes, and amazingly, I was, like, really, really good at it. And then from that point on, seeing below the surface into people's lives and understanding the kind of inner blueprint or the patterns that existed there and how that created the outer world, that got my full attention. And, you know what uh, I love about you what know? you just shared? And maybe you <laughs> could talk a little bit more about this. Because, you know, I've gone back and I've reread, um, I've reread your books and, and, and really spent a little time thinking about, you know, a day in the life uh, of Penn Pierce. I, I just thought day in the life of. I love that you didn't even know what you didn't even know. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. You, I mean, it, does, I, I don't even know if that makes sense to you, but I, when I think about you and your journey and how you're able to present the platform you're presenting, because I think that sometimes we think we know things, right? So, for mm-hmm. example, 1977, did, did we think we knew the organizations in the 70s? And if you thought you knew them, you would have never presented this. No, right. well, intuition was really a dirty word. You know, it was it was very woo-woo and weird and, you know, suspect. And yeah. I was lucky enough to pair up with a scientist from Stanford Research Institute, and he had a group called the Center for Applied Intuition, which was very experimental then in San Francisco. And um, he founded a process called intuitive consensus, where... Mm. I was part of a team of other intuitives, or he would form a set of questions and then give them to each intuitive separately. Yeah. And then we'd do a report, and then he'd find all the common answers in that report and make, you know, a kind of a super report out of it. And then he sold that process to a lot of the companies in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley. And uh, so that got me going, and in a grounded way. And I yeah. ended up going to Japan, and things just—it was the right path, so it unfolded. So you know, I want to and talk I, to you I about the power know of it yes. too. Yeah, you know when, when it happened, Pat. I, it's like Ugh. I was trying to be a graphic designer, and people would say, "What do you do?" And mm. I say, "Well, yeah, I'm a graphic designer," but I didn't believe it. Yeah, it I was get a it. placeholder until this came t- around, and then once it did. I knew I was on track, and then everything just fell in place. You know, it's really interesting, and we're going to take a break in a minute, but I want to come back and talk with you about this because there's so many things that I can talk with you about. But this year I made a commitment, um, and the commitment I I make every year, Benny knows this, right? Every year uh, there's something that I set into motion, and I don't do it alone. I have a great team here. Uh, of people that I get to work with every day. And we think about a couple of different things, but most often our first question is, how can we do more in the world? How can we do more to help people truly live an epic life? 
And once that starts to happen, that energy and that flow, amazing things come forth. So what I want to talk with you about when we come back is this idea of direct knowing, but the relationship between direct knowing and our personal perception of the possibility of that knowing being realized. That's a mm-hmm. mouthful. Let's make a short thing. We'll be right back with the show. I'm so thrilled Penny's joining me here today, Penny Pierce. We're going to give you lots of information about our books, Leap of Perception, Frequency, The Power of Personal Vibration, that and way, way more on today's show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Oh, 
everybody. Welcome back. Someday, Benny, we're going to figure out a way to record our commercial conversations. I know we can do it. I, I just know, and especially with the permission of, of our guest. Penny, before we jump into this, I would love for you to take a moment. And let folks know the best way they can find out more about you and also tell folks what you're planning when you come to town. Okay. Well, every, anybody can reach me through my website, which is just my name, but my name is spelled oddly. It's P-E-N-N-E-Y and then P-E-I-R-C-E, Um I'm in Florida now. I've just moved out here last year. And um, I, I do do some personal consultations. So um, that's one thing I offer. But uh, I will be in Seattle. For, let's see for the the women's conference, the women of wisdom conference, and I'll be doing a workshop on frequency. Mm. Uh, let's see, it'll be a Thursday night talk that men are invited to if they want, and then all day Friday is yeah. the main part of the workshop. On that'll be the twelfth, thirteenth of February. I think it's going to be exciting. And by the way, I'll make sure, you know, we have a lot of information coming out about that. And, you know, later on in the show, Penny, we will be talking about frequency, if not uh, sooner rather than later. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always an honor. You know, I feel so, I feel so honored that I get to talk to so many incredible people, and, and I just love your work. Thank um, you. You know, going back and rereading these books led me to the question that I really brought up before. And, you know, for the listeners, just so you know, if you ever want to know what's going on in my world, listen to the questions I ask, usually a projection. Uh, so I ask about direct knowing as it relates to uh, the perception of the world, but also as it relates to how to bring that knowing to a realization into the world. And, you know, what are some of the things in, that you've discovered along the way to, you know, this level of wisdom? And what is the, the idea of direct knowing and, and, and perception? Direct knowing to me is really intuitive knowing or right brain knowing and body knowing where you are not separated from the unified field. You're in it. And it, it's part of your big body, you know, so it's very intimate and immediate. There's no lag. There's, um, you know, it just comes in all at once. So it's sort of visceral and, you know, it's energy information, basically. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and it's practice to just trust that, that, that what's there right in the moment is really the first level of accurate insight. So first Can I just start... ask you about that before we jump on? Um, and this is something that uh, it just just tell me if I'm on track with this. I ask a question every day, and, and I, I ask several of them, but they're really short and sweet. So, for example, I, I ask in the morning, what's mine to do today? And within 10 seconds, I get an answer. I also ask, what else is possible in a situation? And I get an answer. Um, every 10 seconds, I would get an answer. Is that the kind of thing you're referring to? Because, you know, I've had people say to me, Pat, you should meditate for 45 minutes or do this. Gosh, that is just not work for me, Penny. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, I do something very similar. I call it mm -hmm. working with the inner perceiver, okay. which I think is just a function of the, the mind or the consciousness. Maybe it's the soul or, you know, the Course in Miracles might call it the Holy Spirit, that... 
I do the same thing. I ask all day, what's real now? What am I, why am I showing myself this? Why am I noticing this? And it, when you get in a habit of dialoguing with that inner perceiver, you do get an immediate answer. You get something pops up into your, your conscious mind like those little eight balls. You know, you shake them up and turn them over and something just pops in. So that that is a kind of direct knowing, but there's also a very nonverbal, preverbal kind of direct knowing that's vibrational that we can also pay attention to mm-hmm. and and follow. It's like the flow, <laughs> you know. Which way is the flow I want my body to go now? I think I'll turn left. And uh, and so you can do that. It doesn't have to have a logic or a reason or any any words around it. So I love this. Uh, you, you know, know let's and, talk and a little I think, bit about that vibration thing, if you could. Well, let's let me go back and start answering the question you asked okay, me because I'm trying job. to get at that. Um, <laughs> and and because I think first you have to have the skill of trusting the direct knowing, the body knowledge, the the sense of stop, go, whatever, and 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 have a relationship with that. Next, I think you have to understand that. We oscillate between the physical reality and the non-physical reality, and the physical mm-hmm. and non-physical. We rock. And when you rock out of the physical and space out, basically it's like in physics. You're going into what they call the many worlds, you know, reality where everything exists. And you can have any focus, any kind of reality you want and bring it back in with you. And then you could let it go, and you could go out, and you could get another one and bring it back in with you. And as you get used to understanding that that is the way consciousness works, then you can change the reality you're in if you want and refine mm-hmm. it or whatever. But you have to place attention on a potential reality. And I do that by making it into a little, little movie, and then I insert myself as the star of that movie. <laughs> and then I run it, and I see how it feels, how it unfolds, does my body feel comfortable, Um, do I want to shift it or change it or modulate it in any way, and then I can play with that in my mind. So you're doing this in your imagination and in your inner world, and then as you keep your attention on that thing, uh, it starts to come down in frequency and drops, and it it sounds like it moves down from the upper part of the brain into the midbrain and into the reptile brain and then down into the body. And as it does, the reality starts to actually show up in the field around you. So you have to sort of show that to yourself, that this is actually the way things work. It's just a law. You know, it's not like you have to be a good person to do it. It's the way it works. Consistency of attention and not intention. Mm. Because to me, intention is about the future and it uses willpower. Attention is present moment and it's just about being with something in a loving state and then it will love you and it comes to be very quickly so um I, is it, it can i just ask this question because as i as i've listened to you speaking and i've read the book again um one of the things that has really shown up for me this year is the word awareness um i know people are talking about consciousness um, I don't know what it is about me right now, but it is this idea that I want to tap into the level of awareness that has always been shown to me, but that for whatever reason, Penny, I've not acted upon. Or And so where did we get the idea and that when we get insight, awareness, that 
it is something that is about being and not doing. I think we have to be precise about the words we use a little bit. Oh, good. And in mm. I've been using the mm. word consciousness to describe the sort of mind awareness that we have in the three-dimensional world where we have time and space and we have oscillation and on and off and, you know, polarities. Mm. Awareness, yeah. I think, is that realm beyond the duality where we go actually go into oneness and we don't even have the sense of self as a personality or anything anymore it's all a one big joined you know uh, consciousness but it's so vast that it's beyond consciousness mm. so i use awareness for that high state and Great. i think that we are in a process of evolving ourselves back into that i think it's where we came from and then we dropped down in frequency and separated out and fragmented into this world, time, space, matter, you know, past, present, future, all the stuff we have here and there and all of that thing. And uh, and we're having that experience. It's not good or bad. It's an interesting experience we're having. And we're evolving back into the unity again. So, you know, I think it's natural. And the insights are part of evolution. One of the things that I wanted to talk with you about when we come back from break is uh, I want to talk about the relationship, since you've written about both of them, uh, the relationship between perception and frequency. And the reason that, that I think this is, this is important, and, and I shared a little bit, Penny, about this, and perhaps this is a great way to talk about the workshop you're going to be doing. I shared a little bit about this with you during the break. There's a perception I have of myself and my ability to do certain things. So, for example, you know, many people have said to me, okay, you know, every, every publicist is waiting for you to write a book. And my perception is, not really. Uh, and the reason I got to that perception is because writing a book, as they say, is not a strength that I believe I have. So I have a perception about myself in that arena. That perception causes a chain of events. I also have other perceptions about myself, but I don't think I'm unique, you see? And so I would love to talk with you about the relationship between, as you would say, leap of perception and personal vibration. And, and then there's a third element, right? Of course there is, right? And that is when we put those two things together, what action does it enable us or empower us to take? Isn't this juicy? I love this. I'm so glad you're here because, you know, I don't get to ask people these kinds of questions on a regular basis, Penny. <laughs> Your lucky day. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, you know, why would any of us want to learn more about perception and frequency? Can it truly lead to the lives that we were meant to live? How does that all relate to joy? That's why Penny's here. That's why she's coming to Seattle. Let's take a short break, everyone. And by the way, for those of you out there that want to call in and ask your own question, 1-800-930-2819. Come on. 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back with the show. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety is in many ways a learned behavior, which is rooted in our childhood. During our early years, when we are the most dependent on others, negative feedback, judgment, or ridicule 
infiltrate our subconscious mind and leave us wondering whether we are really safe, lovable, or good enough. In response, a part of our mind develops protective strategies to keep us from getting hurt. Let's imagine that the anxiety you've been battling with stems from the part that has assumed the job of keeping you safe. Doesn't it then make sense that your anxiety makes you expect the worst, so that you are prepared, keeps you on your toes to avoid failure, or shames and belittles you before someone else can do this to you? When you consider the source of your anxiety as a vulnerable child that just tries to keep you safe, you no longer feel that you're the victim of your own mind, but instead are more easily able to take on the role of the caring, reassuring adult. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Feeling trapped in life, like you're just going through the motions but not loving where you're at? This week's sophisticated tip is to reconnect you with your heart's desire. It's not just a cheesy saying. It's actually a vital part of a wholehearted life to know your heart's desire. Start by asking yourself, what do I most want today? Or what do I need most today? Then allow the answer to come to you. Don't try to have your mind answer it. When you get the answer, though, follow through with it completely. In a couple of weeks, you'll be totally clear about what your heart wants. Learn more or schedule a session by visiting GetSophisticated.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com. And call 206-420-8660. Welcome back. For those of you out there that uh, do not have a copy of, of, of Penny's books, I mean, th- this is, first of all, this is really what I needed to read about today and hear about today, and I don't think I'm alone. For those of you that call into the show, I know that uh, understanding about perception, transforming power of your attention is so important right now. And then also frequency. You know, what is the personal vibration? How do you understand this? Now, that's not the only thing that Penny Pierce has written. She's also the author of, um, uh, for those of you out there, The Intuitive Way. Uh, I mean, I could kind of go on, but you can do that by going to Penny's website, which is pennypierce.com, and I'm going to spell it, 
It's Penny, P-E-N-N-E-Y. Pierce is P-E-I-R-C-E. Or you could go to the com or TransformationTalkRadio.com and just click on the show or her profile page we have up for her. And Or you could go to Women of Wisdom where Penny is going to be presenting and we're going to give you lots of information about that. Penny, I, I, I'm so glad you, you did point out to me that, you know, we still have that first question. There's just so much I love about your work. Um, and I, I want to just say this to you. I wanted to be able to have you talk about the reality that some people have about the limitations of their lives and what you've discovered on the way to knowing. So mm-hmm. please, the floor <laughs> is all yours. Well, we were talking about how to sort of tap into a new reality or, you know, you said something about getting something into motion every year. And I I love that idea and why we can think that it's absolutely doable when we think up the idea. I think it has to do with feeling into and feeling the reality of the thing that you're thinking up, first of all, you know so that your body gets the sense of it and how fun it will be to do it and have it and be involved in it, to mainly go into the the energy of entertainment, self-entertainment, mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than hard work. Yeah. And I think self-entertainment is a very high value these days, and it does help us stay in our home frequency, which is, to me, the, the vibration that we have when the soul is infusing the body when we're on purpose and kind of getting into our destiny. And it feels just right. Not right or wrong, just right. Um, And so then, of course, once you do that, anything that is the old programming that we have, the yes buts, the doubts, the thing that says, oh, well, I don't know if I can do that or if I'm entitled to it. Of course, you know, we're entitled to do anything we can think up. That's just the way the law of consciousness works. So we have mm-hmm. to, you know, process through sometimes some of those yes buts mm-hmm. and then just, you know, and be selfish, but not in an egotistical way. Self-full, maybe, you know, where you say, hey, I am I can do what, what I want. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm going to create this. I'm going to have fun. and Or I'm going to let go of this and uncreate it. I don't need this yeah. anymore. And, and that's the same process. You take your attention out of something or off of something, and it will fade out. You put your attention on something or in something, and it comes to life. And the longer you pay attention, the more it, it translates into physical reality. So, um, you know, we're we're very much entitled. And I think those doubts come from the left brain. You know, we're very left-brained in our culture, you know, analytical and compartmentalized, and, and the left brain is always kind of riding herd or walking the perimeter, and we're looking for danger, you know, and threats. So it's going to try to keep us safe. But in doing that, it says a lot of negative things as declarative statements. You know, it's like, oh, I don't do that. You know, my family has never done that, so I can't oh. do that. You know, all kinds mm-hmm. of limiting statements that have nothing to do with actually what the soul wants to do. So I think we have to uh, recognize those negative declarative statements and then maybe even write them down, have a look at them outside of yourself, and then what is the opposite of that? And then 
try that on. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. great technique. I love what you're talking about because this is really, this is why I was so excited to talk to you today, Penny. Uh, it's because, you know, I, first of all, I want to get back to the, you know, one of the first things you talked about. And it's talking about what we put our attention on. And, you know, for a long time in my life, there were tools that had, that had come out. And the tools were all about, now think about that thing you don't want. Now do this, this, and the other thing. But what I heard you say was, well, wait a minute. Maybe we should maybe not think about that thing and it'll fade away. That's what 2014 was like for me. And, and then I heard you also say, it's where we put our attention. And, and um, boy, this is such a very important message right now. And, you know, it really does talk to, do we believe we're still in a recession? Are we going to entertain that conversation? Or do we want to believe or do we want to put our attention on that thing that brings us joy? I, I mean, am I at close to what you said there? <laughs> I think that when we look at things out in society, like mm-hmm. with how the economy is doing, for instance, mm-hmm. um, you know, to me, that is a, a reflection or not even a reflection, a materialization of an inner blueprint. And um, I think that we as a, a world, you know, societies and worlds and cultures are going through a process that's common to the planet. And that is this transformation process. And part of that has to do with dissolving fear and moving back into a state of oneness and unity where we understand how interconnected everything is and how easy things are and how free they are and how entitled we actually are and how much fun it is. We're getting, you know, slowly out of the difficulty into something that's more at ease and joyful. And that's that leap of perception that I'm talking about in my latest book. But when you look at something like, let's say, a recession, or depression in society, to me that has to do with the phase of consciousness that we're all in in society as we're going through this transformation. And what happens, and I think I touched on this about the doubts of the yes buts, is that as you start going into what you do want, all the things that are not of that, you know, if you want love, then everything that isn't love comes to the surface to be gotten rid of so you can have love, <laughs> you know. So that yeah. as we start to go toward these new values of what I call the intuition age, out of the information age, then we are going to go through contractions as the fears surface. And a lot of people will go back to what's old and familiar, what's traditional, so that, you know, they don't, they don't see what the future could be like or what the new reality, because there's really no future, um, what the new reality is going to be like. So they cling to the old. And I think that's what we're seeing in politics now, is that there's been a, uh, a forward motion into some new values and then a reaction to that, so that now we're going back into the subconscious mind and digging down deeper into all the old things that are fear-based, And then those fear-based realities and that motion of consciousness causes things like recessions and and depressions and and things like that, where energy is contracted and it doesn't flow forward. So it's really like roto-rootering out some of the old stuff so it can show up. I think what's going to happen is a lot of these old values will 
will be surfacing now and be shown to be antiquated kind of dinosaur thinking, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> the world is moving on beyond it. And so I think a lot of this old stuff, um, you know, some of the good values are in there too. I'm not saying it's all bad, but all the fear-based stuff is going to be eclipsed, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's going to, it took this last uh, movement in politics around the world even to start mm. to bring some of that up you know it's like capturing the dregs and bringing it up and and draining it off and isn't that though also you know isn't that part of the awareness journey um i mean how do we how do we burn off the dregs i'm sorry go ahead it is part of evolution it's our individual evolutionary process and the same things going on in families in governments in countries you know around the world And that is where you open up and go for, you know, the love and the light and the unity and all the the stuff that we hope for. And then everything that's in the way of that has to come up. And it's like opening Pandora's box. But this is the clearing process. And all that stuff shows up in the news. And then people think, oh, the world is a terrible place. Look, it's getting worse. No, actually, it's getting better. But we're clearing out you know, the interferences. Yeah. I remember reading in the book uh, as I went through in one of the chapters, I think it's, I think it was chapter 11 of part three or something. And you talk about your worlds emerging and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. I think, I think you refer to the fact that we're turn. you know, we're, we're, we're at a turn of a flow. I'd written that down. You talked mm-hmm. about involution turning to immersion and then turning to mm-hmm. evolution. Um, I think you went on to also say that, and this is what I really related to, because I was like, she's talking about me. I think you said, this is like remembering our identity as a soul, as pure consciousness and energy. And and you talked about that at the higher spiritual frequencies. Uh, And I was so struck by that. I wanted you, I mean... Out of everything that I've written in a long time, in about three or four sentences, boy, did you capture the essence of what I sense is going on with so many people in the world right now. I I would love for you to talk about this. As a matter of fact, maybe we should just skip the break because the question I want to ask you is, it is a lot to have that. That happened to me last year. It is a lot for me to have that realization, and I was not alone. You know, we hear about our bodies breaking down, Penny. We hear about the fact that we're now at the highest level of autoimmune disease that we've ever had. Um, and I, I always try to connect the dots, right? Like as a kid, when we went out to dinner, they put those little placemats in front of you and they had all the dots and you needed to connect the animal, you know, to make an animal. <laughs> right. That was me. I wanted, and I couldn't wait to do it. I needed to do it, and I got it done within seconds, and then I was asking, give me the next animal. Um, can you really talk to that, you know, that part of the book? And I honestly I wish I could remember which book it was in, but I think it was in the Perception book. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the transformation process mm-hmm. that we're all in, or mm-hmm. some people call it the shift, you know, we have a lot mm-hmm. of names for it, um, is about remembering that we basically are non-physical beings or souls and that we're part of a very large collective consciousness, which is like a huge soul. You know, it's like it, as we expand our frequency, 
we become aware that we're much more collective in nature, that we're, we share more and more and more and more with everyone, that the individuals are just one little tiny layer of what we are. It's like the iceberg tip. and The rest of it's all connected down below the surface. And, and, it's, and as you experience that in meditation, or some people have mystical experiences now, um, it's so exciting and loving. And people say, oh, I want to get back to that. I think we're all having a yearning now because the, the physical plane, if I can explain this, I think the vibration of the physical world has increased so much that we are closer to the vibration of the, the spiritual or non-physical world, and there's more bleed-through now. Mm. We're starting to get glimpses. Oh, my gosh, it's right here. There's no veil between me and the, quote, other side. And then you go, mm. oh, my gosh, there is no other side. It's just the extension of my energy field out into higher frequencies. And the lines between us and others are just fictions that we make up in the way we perceive the world. So as the new perception is about moving out of linear way of thinking into a spherical and holographic way of thinking where everything is part of the field. It's not separated into past, present, future. It's one big ball of a present moment, nothing outside of us. And yet you can have different kind of focal lengths within that experience that come and go, but nothing's outside of you. And it's a whole new way of thinking, and yeah. it took me a whole book to explain it. So, I mean, it's, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you to give a, a feeling of it, you know. And um, But, yes, um, as you can learn to change the perception out of linear and into this new way of, of seeing and knowing, then your reality itself changes and you change because it's all tied together. Identity, reality, and perception are totally interconnected. So we're becoming a new kind of human being with new kinds of, or old kinds maybe, of talents and abilities, you know. New human abilities are coming in now, but they're not new, right? You know, we're all becoming telepathic. We're becoming empathic and clairvoyant. And these things are starting to happen more and more and more to people. They remember People are remembering other lifetimes, other dimensions. And, and it's like it's just the veil is thinning so much that we're able to see a lot. And then when that happens, people are getting stressed because they're knowing too much. You know, it's like, oh, my God, I can't have all this, you know. And that's just another skill we have to learn how to handle um, the present moment and one thing at a time. You don't have to do it all at once, you know. You know, so I, these I want to skills. talk about this. I know we've got a few minutes left, but before we kind of, you know, fade away here into a different frequency, um, you're going to be doing a workshop. Uh, and... I'm I'm excited about what you're going to be doing because what you're sharing today, and honestly, if you and I had four hours, we probably wouldn't cover everything. But that <laughs> is what the workshop is about because I feel, you know, for um, the people that listen to the show and the emails we get, that folks are at a, a such a ready point for something different in their lives. And I'm not saying that it's all the same. 
I'm just saying that there is this notion that they can truly be who they were meant to be. And yet at the same time, we've taken, we've had the Kool-Aid, right? And the cool, and we took the red pill and not the blue pill. <laughs> and folks are now thinking, I want to learn, yes, how this works and now how to use it. Will you be, I know you're going to be doing the workshop. And so that workshop will be able to provide people with a platform. And, and can you talk about what folks can expect when you come to town? Yeah, well, It'll be a lot of experiential things and techniques mm. and understanding of some of these core principles that are changing, and you know how to how to do these things. You know, not you know you need the concept, but then you have to have a physical physical experience of it to make it real. And that's I've always done that in the books I write. I give exercises and things mm-hmm. to like make it experiential. Otherwise, it's just up in your head. <laughs> You know, so um, so this will be as much as I can cram into, you know, a day and an evening on uh, vibration and frequency and changing perception. Um, I wanted to, I know we've got a few minutes left. Uh, I wanted to ask you this question and, and kind of spend this, this few. What, what, what is for you right now, um, what are you sensing from people? What are you in all the traveling you're doing, the places you go, the people you're in front of? What are you sensing folks want more of, and what are you sensing they want less of? I sense that people are kind of in the doorway. That's the image I have. And behind them is the old reality, in front of them is the new reality. And they keep dipping back into the old one and then going, I don't really like this. And then they dip a little bit into the new and say, I do like this, but I can't really feel it. Is it really real? And they really do want to step through. They have a sense that there's good things coming, even though it looks like the world is, you know, doing, going through its purification process. For those of us who are getting more conscious, it is a time of immense innovation and creativity and mutual support. And I think we're going to see a lot of positive change happening in a short while at the same time that other things are falling apart. So what we need is to stabilize into the new home frequency, you know, into the new principles of this new perception so that we can step forth, you know, and really start working with it all and having fun mm-hmm. with each other and, and live it. And that will mm-hmm. stabilize it, you know. And um, I think most a lot of people, they feel stuck, only, and they call it that because yeah. they are not stepping through the door. And that's partly because they don't have all the the kind of information about what it is that's happening to them. That's why I wrote the book, so that I could lay out the roadmap of these things. And the books are kind of dense. People tell me they read them three times, you know. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. (laughs) I would would have to say they are dense, but I would have to say also that for, for me, like the nugget that I referred to out of the you know the book you wrote, um, they, there's a sticking power of what right. you say. Yeah, at the surface there is a sticking power, and then you explain things so we understand the dynamic of that. And I, you know, I, I, I'm so blessed to be able to know so much 
about what the listeners, you know, are, are asking for more of because they tell us. And they don't just tell me. Actually, they don't tell me at all. They tell, you know, the rest of the team. And it is so important as we move forward, at least from my point of view, that, that we're listening. Um, and I wanted to, to really ask you about that. You know, someone said to me, nobody's really listened to us for the past six years. I want to be heard. Um, are you sensing that as well? I think that's a big thing going on. Look at some of the, the uh, you know, rebellions that are happening right now yeah. and people, you know, screaming out for having their point yeah. of view heard. Um, I think it is a stage in the growth that, that a lot of people who haven't really felt, who haven't been able to feel themselves, mm. who um, are now starting to feel themselves. And in, in the beginning, it looks like the like ego. It looks like me, me, me. Look at me. Look at me. Here, look at me. I'm wearing all this bling and this jewelry, or I'm I'm got a lot of goals, and I'm on reality TV. Look at me, you know. And it's a, <laughs> um, it's almost a little ridiculous, but it's still a way that people are feeling themselves. And I think we need to go through that until we realize you don't have to rebel. Just create the reality that you actually want. Because calm down. And start to create a reality you want. Don't waste your energy yelling and screaming. Just get <laughs> together. You know, you know, we can't change the system from, I don't think, really very well from the outside. Right. You just have to start a new grassroots movement and change the, the you know, from the, each person. Yeah. And then they, we join together and we have to talk. We have to talk to each other. You know, we have to get it that what's going on mm-hmm. and then start convening. I think there's a lot of convenings happening now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree. You know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, one of the conversations I had many, many years ago. Somebody, because I made a crack about that I'm a 60s child, right? And, you know, they, they there was a question that followed up and they said, well, wait a minute, you know, what do you think was the high point of the 60s? And, you know, I could have said Janis Joplin or something like that. And I said, I said, in my lifetime, I've never seen a collective that was so willing to change individually from the inside first and then on the yeah. outside. And yeah. and I, I just remembered that as you were talking about it. Now, I don't know how that happened. I'm sure that you you can come back and we can talk about the vibration of that era. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think soul groups incarnate, for one thing, at different yeah. times Ooh. to get certain things done on the planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that is one group that has really, you know, came into shift a lot of, or, you know, put a mm-hmm. sort of a wedge in yeah. so that now the other soul groups that are coming in now, like the Crystal Children and the yeah. you know, whatever, you know, they are, uh, yep. to do other things. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. It's the all Bennies part of the of world, and we're grateful for them. Penny, thank you so much. What a great! I can't wait till you come to town. I know we're going to speak again. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Oh, you're so welcome. What an amazing show. For those of you out there, Penny Pierce, if you've missed any part of this, boy, you're going to want to certainly go ahead and listen to the replay tonight. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in, turning us on. You know, David Zarza coming up. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll see you next time.
Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety is in many ways a learned behavior, which is rooted in our childhood. During our early years, when we are the most dependent on others, negative feedback, judgment, or ridicule infiltrate our subconscious mind and leave us wondering whether we are really safe, lovable, or good enough. In response, a part of our mind develops protective strategies to keep us from getting hurt. Let's imagine that the anxiety you've been battling with stems from the part that has assumed the job of keeping you safe. Doesn't it then make sense that your anxiety makes you expect the worst so that you are prepared, keeps you on your toes to avoid failure, or shames and belittles you before someone else can do this to you? When you consider the source of your anxiety as a vulnerable child that just tries to keep you safe, you no longer feel that you're the victim of your own mind but instead are more easily able to take on the role of the caring, reassuring adult.